0: Hi, welcome back. It's Christina Barcy, your host. And today is New Year's Eve. So happy New Year's to you. I hope you're able to celebrate in some way and still be safe while enjoying your time in a loving and fun way. For me, I'm just enjoying it at home with loved ones and you know, eating good food and probably drinking champagne. <laughs> I have just a fun little treat for you today because the episode you listen to the most is the one I did with Jill Badonsky. And guess what? She has her own podcast. They are short and creative five to ten minute episodes that are beautifully produced and really like holiday candy for your ears and imagination. There's so much fun. I think you'll really love it. And Jill herself is such a magical soul in this world. And I am so grateful for her work and that I followed my own intuition when deciding to learn from her and become a Kaizen Muse creativity coach myself. Honestly, it was fucking life changing. I wouldn't be here right now doing this if it wasn't for my experience with her in that program so if you want to hear our conversation and haven't yet on this channel it is episode 31 Jill Badonsky of Kaizen Muse creativity coaching the magic of being curious and asking questions but what you're going to listen to right now is Jill's podcast called A Muse's Daydream. Happy New Year and enjoy. Shepherd's Pie by
1: Jill Badonsky The door had a sign on it that said, No entrance. So I climbed through the window, legs first flailing and feeling for a surface to land on. Found one. Whoops. I stepped in the shepherd pie sitting on the table, and a voice in my head said, What's the matter with you? And I felt... Mashed potatoes seeping into my Converse sneakers. I am familiar with the concept of clumsy, but this is the first time it included mashed potatoes. Smelled good. Savory, just the right amount of garlic. People were gathered around the table with the casserole of the shepherd's pie within which I had my left foot. They were saying, Grace, grace. I've also never been clumsy in the middle of grace. Much to my surprise, they all just smiled and passed the applesauce. Not sure what to say. First thing that came to mind is, well, anyone know why I wasn't supposed to come through the door? A lady wearing a wide-brimmed black hat with a daisy and a polka-dot band replied, Honey, none of us were supposed to. We all stepped in the shepherd pie. We just feed it to the dog. Everyone laughed, and I realized I wasn't alone, which felt a lot like grace. I sat with the flock and had applesauce and then a lovely cobbler with apples and cinnamon and whipped cream and then I went home and wrote this sometimes we're clumsy sometimes we're disorganized unfocused, entitled, and arrogant judgmental, passive-aggressive, unkempt, selfish, slovenly ignorant, lazy, daffy, neurotic, melodramatic petty cowardly We can be like that. We're in a tribe of people who come with those features. We're not perfect. It's okay. Sometimes we are decent, generous, kind people. That's okay too. We're not alone. We have a flock that we belong to, even if sometimes it doesn't feel like it. When we're ourselves and climb through windows, we find them. But maybe look in the window first, because turns out mashed potatoes are hard to get out of shoes, especially the ones with eyelets that hold those laces. Be kind to yourself. Be safe. That's Not How It Works, Muse, by Jill Badonsky. This muse has large, flowing, green feather wings and is fluttering dangerously close to the chandelier. She's holding a big red and black neon sign that says, Write something! The poet sees the sign, sighs, and writes, Nothing. The muse waves the sign dramatically with teeth pressed together in a large forced smile. The poet sighs and shrugs, still nothing. The muse kicks a few clever adjectives onto the poet's blank sheet of paper, tender, turquoise, telltale, really good adjectives. The poet swats them with a fly swatter and places them in the garbage with the trout and pilaf leftovers from dinner last night. The muse, now perturbed, pulls out her secret stash of nouns that surely belong in a poem. Concoction. Skyscraper. Skyscraper. Silver 1983 Buick. But the poet is reading the back of the Rice Krispies box that was left on the table from breakfast. The muse drops a few of her best verbs on the poet's blank paper. The poet pushes the verbs around with her pen and then collects them in a mason jar, punches holes in the lid, and places the jar next to the cinnamon that expired in 09. That's it. The muse has reached the threshold of her tolerance and flies out the window. She is headed toward a songwriter who is strumming a guitar behind the morning glories on the porch swing next door. When she was gone, I wrote this. You can't force poems. They come more easily when you're on a walk looking at how the primrose are coming along or watching shadows across the wood floor in the afternoon or soaking in a tub filled with rose-scented bubbles or driving on a road through fields of corn or potatoes or preparing a batch of marshmallow treats. By the way, the recipe is on the back of specially marked boxes of Rice Krispies. Creativity comes when there's a kind space to daydream and an ability to pay attention and trust that when it's ready, a poem will snap, crackle, and pop. This is Jill Bedonski. Be kind to yourself. Stay safe.